What is up, guys? Uh, me and Brian are back to do our week three recap. Wasn't a bad week. I was uh, pretty happy with the results. I know Brian was not, right? <laughs> no, this was, uh, this was a rough one for you. I was not wearing my Miss Cleo hat when I made those predictions. Um, yeah, so we're going to do a little... This is going to be a little different than usual. We're going to... Uh, we're gonna not take as we're not gonna not gonna spend as much time talking about a boom bust recap from last week because there's a lot of shit we want to touch on, uh, fantasy related, league related, uh, fantasy and NFL league related. Um, we just want to go over some teams, maybe do a little quick little, you know, power ranking teams in the league, uh, touching on teams, players that are on their teams, where they stand, you know, all that crap. This is gonna kind of just be like. Not a regular thing like every three weeks, but maybe I was thinking like maybe this is something like every, you know, three, four weeks, maybe me and Brian will do something like this to kind of, you know, just evaluate the league and give our yeah. input. Every so often, just take a step back yeah. and look at the look at the whole picture as opposed to just that one week. Yeah, exactly. Um, and we might, I got to see how it goes. I know, Brian, you're going back to work. Yeah. Um, so we might just be doing one show a week. If we do, maybe we'll do it a little longer. Um, if we can squeeze two in, we'll squeeze two, but, um, it's kind of something we're going to kind of go with the flow with, you know? So, um, yeah, so let's kick it off. We got some breaking news earlier. Um, what do you got? Mr. Gordo is going to report finally to, uh, Chargers, uh, practice. Well, so much for holding out until week 10. Yeah. Ending the holdout. (laughs) He, uh, looks have been counting his money and said, all right, enough's enough. I don't even know if it was as much as looking at the money as opposed to realizing he just wasn't getting anywhere, you know? It's like he sees Eckler tearing it up on the field. He's like, all right, so they don't miss me. So, like, what am I doing this for? You know, I'm going to be a free agent at the end of the year. I might as well go play and get myself a bigger payday when I hit free agency. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm sure uh, Mike's going to be happy to hear that news, uh, being the proud owner of Gordon. Uh, I mean, only not, not. I mean, well, he's not going to play this week, so you're going to get four weeks without him. It's really not that bad, you know. Um, no, when God shuts a door, he opens a window. He loses Antonio yep. Brown and grabs and grabs Melvin Gordon. What a yeah, what a pretty thing much. Of and uh, is he still got Brown on his team? He does. Um, I don't know who's he going to dump him for. You know, that's true. But uh, yeah, I mean that that's that's big, and Mike's Mike's two and one, so it's not like he's you know what I mean. He's still in good shape, and he's gonna get that player back in good shape. Uh, not I'm not saying Gordon specifically because I don't fucking know what kind of shape he's in. He hasn't played football in <laughs> what over uh ten months, nine ten months probably. Yeah. Uh, nine months, but yeah, I mean it's gonna kill Shane's team. I, yeah, I, this is uh, this is the last thing in the world you wanted to hear as an Eckler owner. Yeah, and it, I mean, Eckler was by far and away his best running back. Um, Freeman has just not been good. Um, he, Freeman's not even a fucking RB three right now, dude. It's technically an RB four. Yeah, yeah, it's, really, uh, it's been rough. Duke, Duke Johnson's been getting outsnapped by Hyde. Uh, Peyton Barber, you never know what the fuck's going to happen. I mean, week two, he has 16 points, and then fucking week three, he has seven. Yeah. Um, Jalen Samuels is pretty much 
non-existent. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, it's that's tough, man. That's tough for Shane. And I, I was starting to like his team. You know, I was really starting to like his team. Uh, she, he's got the wide receivers. Don't get me wrong to to help, but when you got no running backs, it, that that's gonna hurt. It doesn't matter who you have. Yeah. And I mean, you know, it really it sucks because he goes from having you know, a top five running back in the league, not just the best running back on his team, a top five running back in the league. And now the really the best case scenario is he gets 50% of the snaps and Melvin Gordon gets the other 50. That's, that's the best case scenario now. I mean, it's devastating. Yeah. I mean, Eckler is still going to get some kind of a role. He, even with Gordon last year, like he was still playable, but, you can kiss those tw- high 20, you know, that them 25-point yeah. games like you were getting or even 40 points week one. Uh, you can kiss th- th- those are goodbye. You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like his absolute sailing now was like 20 points with Gordon. Yeah, I mean, last year I think he had one week where he finished in the top 12. Every other week he was in the top 24, the top 30. You know, he was RB2, RB3. He was a flex play, you know. And uh, like I said, to have – to have somebody that's a top five running back in the league now become a flex play and you hope for the best, that sucks. Mm. And uh, I feel bad for him. Yeah, I do too. Because like I said, I, you know, I was down to actually like dig his team. I was looking, I'm like, oh, I'm like, his, his team's better than his record says, you know. And damn near 200 points this week. Yeah, damn, oh, pretty close. Um, I don't know, but like I said, you know, it's going to hurt Shane. It's going to help Mike. Pretty pretty plain and fucking simple, straightforward. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so boom or bust review. All right, so my boom or bust players. I uh, I hit on uh, three out of four. Uh, not too fucking bad. Uh, Deshaun Watson, quarterback, was a hit. My uh, running back, Dalvin Cook, was a hit. Uh, wide receiver, Keenan Allen, was a huge hit. Yeah, and uh, tight end Kittle, yeah, he 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 classifies as a bust to me because I mean eleven and a half points or something. He got uh, it's not terrible, but like for a player of Kittle, Kittle's caliber and where he was drafted, like you didn't draft him to get eleven points a week. Like he yeah. was like the second, third tight end off the board. Like to me, that's like you're expecting like you know at least like seventeen to twenty or fifteen to twenty, I guess I'll say a week from somebody like that. So that is a that is a bust. And uh my bust players, uh Derek Carr. Uh that one I got wrong. He actually pieced together a twenty point game. Ain't great, but it ain't a bust game. Yeah. At least in my eyes. AP was a bust. That was easy. Uh Cooper wasn't even close to a bust. I got that one wrong. <laughs> Very wrong. Oh, don't you dare just skim that. We you need to tell them the stats. Uh, Six receptions, eighty eight yards with two touchdowns for 26.8 fantasy points yeah he beasted i didn't ballsy. think he would and he i did. told you that was a ballsy pick against miami yeah. <laughs> hey i'm all about getting ballsy yeah I'm like yeah nobody wants to hear these easy picks and uh my tight end pick was uh jared cook and that was a big bust he only had one catch for seven yards and if i owned jared cook i would not want to start him i wouldn't even want to own him no, I'm with you there. All right, I'm going to touch on Cosby's deep sleeper picks and running back Frank Gore. 
yeah, he actually had a pretty decent game, like 16 and a half points. Uh, he kind of saved it with a late touchdown. But, hey, points are points. And uh, Will Fuller, the fifth, uh, he did not have a boom game. He had a pretty pedestrian game, like five catches for 48 yards. Mm-hmm. Uh, not what you were looking for. He honestly didn't score much less than fucking uh, Brieda, but I, I, I don't know. I thought I thought Fuller was primed for one of his classic, you know, Six catches for one twenty in a touchdown game, but yeah, I felt it's coming. Way. I just uh, it's coming. It's got to be. I mean, he's been overdue. But and head to head, I went three and three. Uh, I believe that is my best fucking week so far. Not bad. So uh, I might have gained a little ground on Brian. Mm. Um, I still didn't tally up the head to head. I'll fucking I'll get around to it at some point. Yeah, but um, that's no fun. To do right, it every so week. we should do it like at the halfway point, you know. Yeah. Um. All right, Brian, do you want to go over your uh, boom bust? Oh, yes, I would. Uh, so I did not have a good week with these predictions. Uh, I did really bad. Um, there's very few of them you could say I definitively got right. Tom Brady versus the Jets, 27.2 fantasy points. He killed it. Uh, that was a great pick for quarterback. Not exactly rocket science, but I'll take it. Uh, I thought Austin Eckler was primed for a huge game. Finished with 15 points. You know, nothing to laugh at, but not exactly a big breakout game. Um, D-Hop versus the Chargers, 12.7. I was pretty disappointed. I'm starting to really get concerned about DeAndre Hopkins. Mark Andrews versus the Chiefs, very bad game. Four and a half fantasy points. Extremely bad. So some of that was uh, Lamar Jackson. Uh, some of it was just the offense in general. It looked like they weren't really clicking. They looked kind of off. Um, I don't know if, uh, something happened or they, you know, they, they saw something they weren't prepared for in the defense or, or what, but, uh, yeah, Andrew, uh, Mark Andrews did not boom. Um, my bus, I ha- I also had Derek Carr did not go my way. 20.1 fantasy points. Um, sort of pedestrian for a quarterback you know i mean just about all of them should be scoring at least 20 points um but i'd hardly call that a bust um latavius murray versus the seahawks my big hit of the week finished with two rushing yards 0.2 fantasy points uh i hit that i hit that nail on the head (laughs) Yeah, and Vinny must be ecstatic that he um fucking put him on the bench because uh, that would have been brutal. Yeah, no, I I, I I saw that when we when I was watching the games. I uh, you know, I check on everybody's scores to see what's going on. And when I seen he took him out and put in Frank Gore, awesome move. He's obviously a listener. That's exactly what we said to do. It worked out good for him. He won the week. He got more points. Good for him. Um. Uh, that's pretty much where my, my good predictions end. Uh, Juju Smith Schuster finished with 18.1 because that fucking asshole had to catch. What was that? A 79 yard touchdown? Like 76. Fucking ridiculous. I was on, I was right about him until that one catch. (laughs) It's all it takes is one play. Fucking Disley 18.2. Uh, he had a really good game. I still, I stand by what I said about him. He's boomer bust. You're going to have really good weeks and really bad weeks. This week was a really good week, uh, obviously. And uh, I think he's got another good one coming. He's got a good matchup, yeah. Very uh, good. 
head to heads. I I went one for five guys. I I did awful. I did terrible. The only one I picked right was Shane over Nate. Uh, I picked Shane to be the highest scorer for the week. He absolutely was. Uh, even with a pedestrian game from Austin Eckler, he still put up almost 200 points. I mean, his team went off. Uh, it was an awesome job. Um, you know, the, the only real nail biter was, was Ricky and Eric and, uh, Terry McLaurin, man, that kid came to ball. And, uh, as far as guys to burn your waiver priority on, that was a hell of a guy right there. Uh, yeah, it was. I, I, I said you were pretty ballsy for burning your priority on a rookie wide receiver that might just be a flash in the pan, but it's looking like that kid is legit. Uh, that was definitely a great move by you. Mm-hmm. And like, this might sound kind of bizarre, but like, and you're in this position right now yourself, but like when I burned that number one waiver priority, like I actually like felt better because like, I was like, I don't have to worry about that anymore. I burned it. It is what it is. I'm in the back. I could just go after fucking players. If I want them, I can go claim them. I don't have to worry. Oh, well, should I claim them or should I not? Yeah. It, I, I don't know. I, I'm not saying like to just waste it. Like, you know, you want to obviously spend it on don't don't be Ricky and burn it on a fucking defense. You're not even gonna play. Um Ricky or who? Huh? You forgetting that Nate did it this week? Oh yeah, Ricky and Nate both. Yeah, Nate did the same shit. And well, Nate wasn't number one, at least. Um He still went to the back, didn't he? He still he did still go to the back, yeah. And um But yeah, I don't know. I just I felt like better. Like I was like, Oh, I don't have to worry about that anymore. And the, the the guy I picked up ended up working out because he's had a touchdown in every game so far. Uh, obviously, that's kind of not going to you know hold true yeah, that, that, for the whole season. Quite the pace. <laughs> yeah, that, that would be he'd be wide receiver fucking one yes. easily, especially with that shitty offense. That'd be it'd be like an NFL miracle. <laughs> yeah, that would be fucking. That would be something else. Yeah, definitely. But. But uh, yeah, that's those are my booms and busts. That's my head to head. That's where I uh, that's where I stand. That's how I did. I suck. I'm sorry. I'll do better next week. I promise. Yeah, yeah, it'll probably flip. I'll do shitty. You'll do better. That's good this week. I, I couldn't. I could see it being like that. Like us, it flipping between us. I, I bet by the end of the season, you and me um, are pretty even. Yeah, because uh, I I don't really have many strong takes this week. Uh, I gotta kind of look into it more. I'll do that fucking tomorrow. But so here we go. Trivia question of the of the session of the day. I guess. Uh, passing yardage leaders don't cheat. Mm-hmm. As of right now, Patrick Mahomes is number one. Okay. Who is number two? The second highest passing yard leader. Quarterback. Yeah. Um. Dak. No. Mm. Andy Dalton. No. I swear to God, look it up. <laughs> Is Dak third? You want to see me fall back. Dak ain't even top five. Really? That's... Nope. Phillip Rivers is third. Uh, Case Keenum is fourth. And Matt Ryan is fifth. Yeah, well, I mean, Case Keenum is in the right game script. And that's probably how Andy Dalton got to number two. Uh, you, when you're playing yeah. from behind, you throw the ball, right? Pretty much. 
you know, he, he most of them yards he got week one against Seattle. I mean, he threw for over 400 that week. Yeah, that's why I almost went with Lamar Jackson just because week one he went for like almost 500. So I was like, oh, maybe that kind of held yeah. over, but he didn't do that good this week. So I figured that knocked him out of the top five. Yeah, I didn't. Uh, yeah, Lamar wasn't even in the. Yeah, he wasn't even in the top five. Yeah, I think he only threw for like 150. It was it was really low. So that's I figured that one game alone knocked him out of the top five. Like I said, what else you got? All right. Um, this is uh, NFL teams. What uh, if you had the power rank your top five? Who would it be? My top five in order, I would say Kansas City, New England. Dallas, L.A. Rams, mm. man, that fifth spot. I think I'd go with the Saints. I mean, winning without Drew Brees, like, they look like they're really putting something together out there. So you, know, you do not have the Patriots, number one, huh? Is that just simply because Kansas City's actually beaten, like, a legit opponent so far? Yeah, I mean... You know, yeah, the Patriots have looked absolutely incredible, but they're they're beaten up on fucking nobodies, you know? <laughs> um Yeah, they pretty they beat up on what, a one armed Ben, uh fucking abysmal Dolphins team and then a third string quarterback for the Jets. Yeah. I mean Dallas ain't been no better. They've beat up on scrubs too, but Yeah, but I mean, oh that's why I put Dallas third. It's like I mean it, it's kind of crazy how poor some of these NFL teams look right now. Uh, it's kind of embarrassing. They should be embarrassed. Um, teams that we thought were going to be contenders look like absolute hammered dog shit because they're just not ready. And mm-hmm. by the end of the year, they'll turn it around and they'll look good and they'll bounce back. Um, but, you know, you you got to do what you got to do to come out of the gate ready to go. And a lot of these teams didn't do it. I mean, picking the fifth team was tough because I don't even think the Saints look that good, to be honest with you. No. Um, my top five, pretty similar, except I still have New England one, New England, Kansas City, Dallas, L.A., and that fifth spot was tough. This might be a little bit of a shock, but I think I'd still put the Ravens at five. I still think the Ravens are a good team. I don't give a fuck about records. Mm-hmm. I don't give a fuck that the Niners are fucking three and zero. Yeah, give me a. Break. I don't give a fuck that the Bills are three and zero. The fucking Ravens are better than the Niners. The Ravens are better than the Bills. Yeah. Um, the Ravens defense does not look that good, but like I think. I still think the Ravens are a good coach team. They're, they, uh, Lamar Jackson is proving to people that he is not a fucking running back who throws the ball. He's a quarterback. He's he's hanging in the pocket and he's passing. Yeah. Well, the only thing that concerns me about the Ravens, like you said, the defense doesn't look that good. And number two, we've seen what happens when Lamar Jackson goes up against a good head coach. A good head coach can still confuse, can still get in Lamar Jackson's head. He can't get to the Super Bowl without going through Kansas City or New England. And it, mm-hmm. if that's how he's going to play against good coaching, it's not going to work. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of teams you could slide in the five right now. You could slide like you, uh, the Saints, like you said, uh, Green Bay. Uh, you'd be kind of bold, but Buffalo, I guess, maybe. I wouldn't put them at five, no, no way. I think they're good. I, I, I think Buffalo's top ten. I don't think they're top five, no way. I'd put Buffalo like maybe 10. I'd put him at 10, I think, just because of the defense alone. Yeah, I mean, the defense looks good, but look who they played. Fucking Eli Manning Giants, Cincinnati Bengals, and the Jets. Yeah, I mean, they're going to get a test this week. Yeah, well, talk to me about their defense after this week. 
Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see. How, yeah, we'll see how they do week four. Yeah, if they stopped, if they stop touchdowns, Tommy, then we're talking about a real defense. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, I and honestly, like I think, like the top four, it's like I think it's them, like the big four: New England, KC, Dallas, LA. Oh yeah, I don't even think that's up for debate. They, yeah, like they're they're the they're the cream of the crop. They're the they're you know they're on top of the mountain. Yeah, you can you can even fudge the rankings a hair. As long as you don't get crazy with it, you know you don't put the Rams at number one. Yeah, like nobody's gonna listen to you. Um, but th- those are the those are the four. There's no debating it. And honestly, I think the Rams are cemented at number four. The other three, I think you can kind of mess with a little bit. You know, I, I, if you put Dallas at two, I don't think anybody's turning their head. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They look good. I mean, yeah, I mean they've they've played dog shit, but that's not their fault. They've looked good and they've beat up dog shit. It hasn't been close games. Good teams beat up on those teams, and they beat up on them. So I can't take it away from them that their opponents were bad. Yeah. They got a little test this week. Uh, they got the Saints, and they got the Packers next week. So this, these two games are going to be telling, at least for me, for everybody. Yeah. Like, all right, you guys can beat up, like you said, you can beat up on the dog shit teams. What are you going to do against a team that actually can hang with you, that actually has some players, some playmakers, that can score points? Uh, like, you're going to step up? You're gonna, you know what I mean? Can they play well? Can they win? Really, for me, the biggest thing, the the biggest thing is going up against competent coaching. You know, uh, if if Dak goes out there and looks like shit against the Saints, it's because he got fooled by Sean Payton's coaching, by Sean Payton's scheme. He threw a wrinkle at him that he wasn't expecting, and that's why Dak wasn't able to play well. You know what I mean? If it's a shootout mm-hmm. and he loses. I don't hold that against Dak. That's just luck. I mean, you, you win those, you lose those, you know? Yeah. I mean, if, if, if they lose that game 35 to 32, we're not walking out of that stadium saying, well, I guess we were wrong. The Cowboys aren't number three, you know? Yeah. Oh, people will plummet them in the rank in their rankings. Like if they do lose, it doesn't matter how they lose. Like they're going to, they're not going to plummet, yeah. but they'll go from three to six. Yeah. Like people, I don't. I. I mean, you got to put head that. You got to take head to head records into account. But like, you know what I mean. Like I said, like I still have the Ravens five, even though they're two and one. Like, there's quite a few three and O teams left, and I'm like, I'm not. I would not fucking slide them above the Ravens. Like, the Ravens are better. Yeah, I just think that that fifth spot is so hairy. Um, yeah, you can kind of put almost anybody. Not anybody, but there's several options. You got four or five that, like, different you can't teams even, you can slide in there, and nobody's really going to argue with you. Dude, here's something else I want to touch on. I cannot think of all of them off the top of my head, but all the new coaches this year, dude. Every year. Is it me? Or they're all fucking garbage this year, dude. I feel like every one of them. Every year. This happens every year. And it's it's like. Kitchens. Socks. I don't know when they're going to learn their lesson. You know? You know, it used to be that you would start out as an assistant and then you would be a position coach and then you would be a coordinator and then you would be a head coach and this would take place over years. And then all of a sudden it was like, all right, well, you're a wide receivers coach. All right. You know, fuck it. We fired that guy. So now, now you're the offensive coordinator. The offense does good for a year. All right. Fuck it. You're a good offensive guy. All right. Fuck it. You're the head coach. Now come be my head coach. And then he flames out. And after a year, two years, they, they do it again. They go, they go grab somebody else who's been an OC for one year. Brian Flores wasn't even a defensive coordinator, and now he's the head coach of the Dolphins. Freddie Kitchens was an interim offensive coordinator for half a year. 
and he's the head coach of the Browns. It's like, you need to let these people work their way through the system. You can't be so impatient. I mean, Jimmy Johnson had how many years with losing records in Dallas before he built a, a fucking dynasty? Like, sometimes you just gotta, you just gotta ride with a guy for a few years, you know? Give him a fucking chance. Yeah, give him a fucking chance. Um, it, that Exactly like you said with Freddie Kitchens, dude. He was a running backs, running backs coach, then took over as the interim OC, and now he's the head coach of the fucking team. And I like I didn't know this. Um, I was like kind of reading up about him. Baker Mayfield pretty much like handpicked him. Did you know that? Yeah. Yeah. Like, dude, you letting your rookie quarterback handpick <laughs> the head coach? Yeah. A, a rookie quarterback that people have uh, uh, maturity concerns about, you're letting him handpick the head coach. You don't think that maybe he's going to pick somebody that will put up with his immaturity? Yeah. Like, that's not. That's oh, not by the way, Baker quarterback. Mayfield. 32nd quarterback ranking out of all the oh, quarterbacks. It's been bad. That he's, he's Like bad, I said, and, and Kitchens he's, is the problem because Baker's better than that. For his own good, he needs somebody to step into that room and take charge and make Baker do the things he doesn't want to do. And I just don't think that's happening. It's just it blows my mind. Like, I just look at, like, even, like, Matt LaFleur. Packers are 3-0. and Yeah, I get it. But I'm like, dude, it's still, like, his the play calling has been absolutely suspect. Right out the gate. I mean, right now, I I was going to bring this up during the uh, during the the other segment, but Aaron Rodgers right now is twenty third in the league for air yards. I mean, the, he's make yeah, that's he's not making Rodgers throw close to the line of scrimmage. Is that what Rodgers does? Is that his specialty? Nope, that's his worst throw. If and anything, like I'm supposed to be surprised that the offense looks bad. Like, that's like coming into England and being like, all right, Tom, we're going to throw deep from now on. You know, <laughs> it's just not what he does, dude. Yeah, that's what I, that's what Rodgers does. He's a deep ball thrower. He's a scrambler. He, he makes plays. He, he, you know what I mean? Yeah. He, he's not, he's not Tom Brady. They are not the same. They are not similar. Like Tom Brady is, you you know, he, he's quick passes, almost West Coast offense-esque. He runs the slants over the middle of the field, in between the numbers. Uh, Aaron Rodgers has built a Hall of Fame resume throwing deep and then you walk in and say actually i don't think that works aaron you need to do this i just that's not a good idea <laughs> uh, it, it's only to me it's only a matter of time before rogers goes rogue again and he's like fuck this i'm doing what actually, i want you know what's a really good analogy this this would be like somebody becoming the head coach of the golden state warriors and being like hey steph you know i don't really like those three pointers i need you to move in a few feet and start taking some twos like, <laughs> yeah, it's just it just doesn't make sense. We're gonna be a little more conservative. Yeah, it's just it doesn't make sense. You want to take the high, take the higher percentage shot. <laughs> you know, don't 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 go for the threes. You know, you got a lower percentage chance of making them. And it's like, dude, that's what Steph yeah. is. That's what Steph does. Steph hits that shit from the fucking half court logo. Yeah, like it looks it looks like you see him shooting. Like, oh my god, what is he doing? And he hits it, and it's like, oh well. That's just that's who he is. It's like you said, he's like trying to change Rodgers this late in his fucking career. Um, Aaron Jones is clearly their best running back. I don't know why the fuck Jamal Williams out touched him last week. Oh, it's sickening. <laughs> Blows my mind. Yeah. Um, but he's a coach who's going to get a pass because they're 3-0. and But I'm not impressed. Uh, I'm not impressed with Kingsbury. I said that team was going to suck, and it's looking true. I think sucks is uh, strong. The defense word. is horrible. They're going through some growing pains. Oh, that fucking horrible! The defense oh, that is defense awful. Defense is terrible. But Patrick Peters it's is horrendous. Out, that, and uh, the second string corners that, injured. Uh, 
Yeah, well, they suck. The <laughs> offensive line is atrocious, dude. <laughs> Carolina got nine fucking sacks. Carolina got nine sacks. Oh, How the fuck did Carolina get nine sacks? The offensive line is horrible. They don't run the ball. They're too much fucking pass, 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 pass. Run the fucking ball, dude. You got David Johnson. What like establish the run a little bit, man? You know, like yeah. Adam Gase. I mean, he's kind of been dealt a shit sandwich. Um, I, I wasn't really a big Gase fan to begin with, but I'm giving yes. I'm giving him like a little bit of a pass right now because I'm like, well, I'm like he's kind of been dealt with a shit. You know, he's been throwing a curveball, lost Sam Donald to mono, which is kind of bizarre, a little bit. Um, yeah, but see, Adam Gase is another one, right? Is like, you know, he's offensive coordinator for like two fucking years with the Broncos, and they go, oh my god, that offense is so good. I, I need to hire him. Never mind the fact that they have Demarius Thomas, Emmanuel Sanders, Peyton fucking Manning. Like, yeah, just ignore all that and assume that he's an offensive genius and bring him in to run your team. Does that, that, that's a stupid idea. Like, it's like, if they just looked at it for a second, they'd realize that it's not Adam Gase that is an offensive genius. It's Peyton Manning. But like, oh, the the offense is running great. I need to hire him. Oh yeah. Cause he can make Ryan Tannehill look like Peyton Manning. Just give him a chance. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, just all the head coach. I feel like all the new head coaching around the league is just horrible. Yeah, and I mean, Cliff Cliff Kingsbury's claim to fame is his fucking his one year in college with Pat Mahomes at quarterback. You know, isn't it pretty obvious who made who at this point? You know, oh, it's Mahomes. It, it's like, but that, oh, oh, his his offense is incredible. You should have seen his offense that year. It's like, well, yeah, well, look who his fucking quarterback was, you know? Like, I mean, uh, I think half of the league could make it work with Pat Mahomes, right? Like, I think that, that's pretty clear by now, isn't it? I mean, this kid's a future Hall of Famer. He's a year Oh, he's definitely looking career. like it. He's a future Hall he of Famer. He ain't skipping a beat, man. So maybe maybe Cliff Kingsbury – no, he's not. I, I mean, maybe Cliff Kingsbury doesn't deserve as much credit as he's being given – and he just immediately jumps into a head coaching job without ever working in the NFL. It's it's just, I can't stand it. And like I said, it's every single year these, this happens, and it just drives me nuts. And that's what's wrong with the league. Like I said, half of these teams aren't even ready to play because these coaches have no fucking idea what they're doing. You know? And it just, oh, man, it just chaps my ass. I fucking hate it. Because pretty soon, Andy Reid will be gone. Belichick will be gone. Tom Coughlin will be gone. You know, all these old school guys, you know, Sean Payton's and Pete Carroll's of the world. And this is what's going to be left, Eric. These these coaches we're laughing at, they're going to be the better coaches in the league. And that's Mm -hmm. a scary thought. That's an NFL I don't want to watch. Yeah, it's, it could be scary, man. Uh, Let's hope it. Let's hope it all works out in the end, and that like there's actually some you know some gems, some gem coaches that have yet to be found. I mean, Sean McVay, he he's like an exception of like a young dude who I actually think is a pretty good coach. Slightly overrated, but I think he's a good. He's compared to what's out there, he's a fucking great coach. Um, yeah, I, I think he gets a little bit too like a little bit too much buzz and shit. But like now that like I'm seeing what's out there and like what people are hiring, I'm like, well, I'm like maybe Sean McVay is actually fucking a really good coach compared to you know the fucking kingsburys and the floreses and the (laughs) the kitchens of the world and 
Um, all right, yeah. so uh, I'm just going to give a little standings, uh, you know, update. Not like you guys can't fucking see it on your phones, but uh, two undefeated teams left. Me and Brian are both 3-0. and uh, Brian has a tiebreak around me because he's currently the highest-scoring team. Then we have four teams at 2-1. and one. Uh, Vinny, Mike, Brian Moran, and Nate. Uh, we have four teams at 1-2. and two. Shane, Ricky, Adisa, and Justin. And we have two winless squads, Samson and Dickie. Um, I was a little surprised I ended up winning that game last week against Ricky. Um, when the afternoon game started, I did not like my chances. Uh, Juju was not doing much. I think he had like two and a half points. And he was Ricky was beating me by like 18 to 20. And I was like, I'm fucked. I ain't winning this. And Disley wasn't doing shit either. And I ended up, I, I came out and I won. I'm 3-0. and I'm just going to take it. I'm not going to get in the fucking, I'm not going to start overthinking it, overlooking it. Um, If I was going to power rank these teams right now, if I was going to give like a top five, uh, I would go definitely, I would have Brian. The thing that's crazy with Brian is he's 3-0 and and like his two wide receivers, his top two wide receivers he drafted have underperformed. So if you think that they have any inkling of turning it around, which I do, like the sky's the limit for him. Um, I definitely have Brian one. I would have had Vinny too if Barkley didn't get fucking hurt last week. But I'm gonna slide myself at two. Not to be not you know not to blow pipe myself up, but I'm gonna put me two. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, it's t- it's tough to argue with number three. I would probably put Brian Moran right now uh, just because he's got starters and he's got bench depth. Uh, no disrespect. His bench depth is a lot better than some of these teams. Uh, I'm not going yeah, to point fingers and shit. Uh, it's about the only thing I got. Number four, um, I probably am still going to slide Vinny at four. Um, he, like I said, he would have definitely been two. If Barkley was healthy, uh, five, I'm gonna probably put Mikey B. And six, I think I'm gonna have to slide. That's a tough one. Shane, I'm thinking. Uh, I think it's tough to argue against Justin, despite his record. I was thinking Justin too, yeah. But I mean, I'm I am extremely, extremely worried about Gurley, dude. Um, did you did you have like a top five you wanted to roll with, or just that? I pretty, I actually, I I really agree with those five. Uh, I I would mess with the order a little bit. Uh, you know, like you said, uh, Brian Martin, you, and I, you know, I think it's uh it's tough to justify putting me ahead of Mike Bouchard. Yeah. Oh man, I gotta. Yeah, I, I gotta. No, hey, don't get mad at me. I gotta put Mike three. I just forgot he's getting go, fucking Gordon back. So yeah, I'm gonna slide Mike at three. I'd put Mike at three, me at four, Vinny at five, and then Justin at six. That's right. I totally I think, forgot uh, I about that. Solid order. I totally forgot he's gonna get fucking Gordon back. So yeah, I would definitely slide Mike up to three. Um, I got uh. 
biggest overperforming team so far out of the group, would you say? Because I am going to say it's definitely Nate. 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 Nate, love you, dude. But (laughs) I don't know how you've done it with that running back core. I'm going to be totally honest. Connor has not been good. Kenyon Drake has been trash. And then the only other running back you have on your fucking team is Pollard. Like, you have three running backs. Like, you are, like if you get an injury, you're fucked. Oh, absolutely screwed. And then you drop a running back for a defense last week who actually was probably the next man up. Um, You can't get too excited about Pollard because, yeah, he had 23.8 points last week, but that, they were fucking smoking the Dolphins. It was a non-competitive game. Why, why were they going to keep – yeah. Zeke's and Zeke's the ninety million dollar man. They're not going to keep him out there now, like for in garbage time. They're not going to risk an injury. They got too much invested in him. Game was they were up by fucking twenty plus points. Um, yeah. an underperforming team. I think it definitely going to have to say Dicky. If I was going to pick one, I mean, I yeah, I mean, I I I picked Dicky to beat me last week. Yeah, and, and he had you know an absolutely pathetic showing. No offense, but. It's like I, I, that wasn't even close. And like the pre pre uh preseason, post draft preseason, I, I thought Dickie had one of like the top five teams in the fucking league, especially when Zeke was coming back. I was like, Dickie's got Dickie's a top five team now. I was like, Zeke, Diggs, I love the Diggs this year. What a fucking bust he's been. Uh Michelle's been an absolute bust. Landry's been a bust. Howard's been a bust. I mean, the the only players he's got that have been good are Prescott and Zeke. Really, uh, Ertz has been pedestrian, not terrible, but yeah. I mean, ten. Yeah, no, Ertz Ertz has been really good, and, and I mean, you know, as you name those names, like you said at draft day, nobody nobody blinked when he said when he took Stephon yeah. Diggs or Sony Michelle, and uh, he probably he saved me because I, I would have taken either one of them. And I'd be the one going, oh, fuck, I'm stuck with this asshole. Yeah, and he lost Tyreek Hill week one, which hurts. You know I mean? Your second-round pick going down that early. That's Yeah. He'll get him back in a couple of weeks, and Dickie, Dickie will start to perform a little better. But I just – I mean, unless Diggs and Michelle start performing, I just don't think he he breaks into that, that playoff bracket. No, yeah, I, I think at least one of them two needs to step up. And I, I don't know. I don't know if either of them will. At, at this rate. Um, no, I, I have my doubts. Yeah. So, you know what? Since we're on Dickie's team, uh, kind of, we kind of just kind of went over some of his shit. Um, Darwin Thompson, is he even worth keeping? Cause I think he's, I think he's just cut him. Uh, he's obviously the fourth string running back now. Uh, when every, everybody thought he was the third string running back, just waiting for his chance to be the starter. And then they have a chance to put him in and they literally refuse to, uh, He's never going to start for this team. Drop him. He's, he's 100% droppable. The only reason I haven't dropped him in your league yet is because of the keeper value, like just in case. Like I'll, I'll yeah. give him a couple more weeks, but it's even going to get to the point in your league where I might just be like, you know what, fuck this experiment. It failed. Drop him. Pick somebody yeah. else up. Forget about him. Yeah, I, I, he's definitely droppable. It's not even it, – I don't even understand why he's still on his team right now. Well, maybe he's got a claim in, but – yeah, maybe he does. I think maybe maybe this week convinced him that it's not going to work. He didn't get the, he didn't see the field until that Darrell Williams got hurt. Like he, it's like they had no plans on playing him. He, he the only reason he played was because he was the second man up after he you know Williams got hurt. Yeah, so well, it's pretty obvious that they they don't they don't want to play him at the very least. They don't think he's ready. 
So maybe next year, maybe the year after, he takes over that role and he's an absolute stud. But it, it's pretty yeah. obvious it's not going to be. It's this not going to be this year. Uh, he's not a good redraft pick. Dynasty, yeah, you keep on, you hold on to him, but. Oh yeah, absolutely. All right, so we're going to just touch on some players, uh, players that we're concerned about specifically, um, players that have underperformed their ADPs. Uh, not returning obviously that players that have yet to return their draft capital um Mm -hmm. brian is uh gonna kick it off he's gonna give me his three uh then i'm gonna give my three once he's done uh we're just gonna discuss go back and forth you know give our input if we're concerned if we're not concerned you know so brian uh why don't you start with your first all right i'll kick it off with mr juju smith schuster who just had his first pretty good uh, outing. Not great, which is what he was drafted to be. Uh, We expected him to be. Right now, Juju Smith-Schuster is the 25th ranked fantasy football wide receiver. That means he's not even a wide receiver two. He's a wide receiver. He's a top-end wide receiver three. Drafted in the first round, that is not what you wanted. He's only getting 21% of the targets in that offense. When going into the year, we thought he'd be getting closer to 40. I thought like maybe like 30, 30, 30 to 35, but. Oh, I thought, I thought 40 was definitely in the realm of possibility. It could have been. Yeah. Cause we thought that they weren't going to have anybody else, but yeah. I mean, before Juju came around, Antonio Brown was getting 40% of the targets and people were looking at Juju as taking over Antonio Brown's role. So I, I didn't think it was crazy to think he might get 40% and to only be getting 20. That's half of what we expected. Uh, are you concerned going forward? Are you worried? Um, yeah, uh, he is. I've, I've accepted the fact. I don't think Juju's with the, obviously Juju is not returning. Never mind first round value, but I don't even think he's going to return top 15 value. Hmm. Uh, nothing I could do about it now. I, I took him. Uh, I thought he had. I thought he had top five upside. I wouldn't have taken him there if I didn't. Obviously, um, yep. I was wrong. It looks like. I mean, you can't hit every hit. I mean, you can't hit every pick. So yeah. But I'm absolutely concerned, and I mean, you know, they got Mason Rudolph now uh, as the quarterback. Um, it looks like they're trying to at least play Juju where he excels. You know, they're trying to play him more in the slot. So. Uh, I think he's got, like, he'll have good games. He'll have games like he just had, 18-pointers, 18, 20-pointers. 18, but he's going to have weeks where he's going to dud on me. He's going to probably only give me six, seven points. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I would. I am, I'm concerned. And, like I said, I've, I've pretty much accepted the fact that I'm probably not going to get top 15 return on him. I'd probably even be surprised if I got top 20 at this rate. Uh, I think he's a low end, too. I think that's going to be a season. Between like running back, I mean, between like wide receiver 20 to 24. Yeah, that's painful. <clears throat> yeah, as your first round pick. Yeah. Um, for my second guy, uh, I have another first round pick Devontae Adams, currently ranked number 48. Ugh. Um, that whole offense just doesn't look good. Like I said, Aaron Rodgers. 
is 23rd in the NFL passing yards through the air. Uh, Devontae Adams has two red zone targets in three games. Uh, zero touchdowns. They, zero touchdowns. And uh, they they came into this season apparently dedicated to spreading the ball around, and they're 3-0, and so they're not going to stop anytime soon, no matter how disappointed we are. Uh, as long as they keep winning games, they'll keep running a mediocre offense. So do you see any potential for Adams to, to bust out of this, to, to break his way back into fantasy football relevance? I have a lot more faith in him than I would Juju. Um, I think he's too good of a player to not break out of this little uh, early season slump that he's in. Yeah, it, It's pretty crazy because, like, you want to know something? Deshaun Jackson has more fantasy points this year than Devontae Adams. And Deshaun Jackson had that big week one, pitched a donut week two, didn't play week three. And yeah. so in one game, DJX has more points than Adams. Yeah. Um, I mean, he had a tough, like, this is a tough three-game slate, too, at Chicago, at home against Minnesota, at home against Denver. Um, This week, this week they got the Eagles, who I'm, almost certain are going to be without Ronald Darby. So, like, I mean, this is it, dude. Like, you're playing, like, the worst pass defense in the league, or at least one of the bottom three. Like, yeah. Well, we, we said that last week about Denver. Their secondary is not good. It's not. I mean, Chris Harris is still serviceable. He's not great, but he still should have done better than what he did for 56, I think. But I, yeah. I think you you touched on some points. Like there has to be some concern because it does look like it's an offensive scheme thing. It's 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 the way Lafleur is running this team. Like, it, yeah. It, yeah, I mean Adams. Guys having Adams ranked as the number one overall wide receiver was, I think, that's going to at least look looking back at it, it's going to be like, yeah, that was a little fucking uh, little overreacting, a little bold, I guess. Um, I still think he can he can work his way back up to like a low end one, but like, he's not going to be top five. I don't think. Um, yeah. It, it doesn't look that way. And it's, you know, it's another guy that, I mean, you know, Adams was taken pretty much in the middle of the first round and for him to be just barely inside the top 50 for wide receivers. It's like, ugh. I mean, that, that is a terrible bust that hurts, man. Yeah, we'll have to see if he turns it around. Him and Juju both. I mean, yeah. As for uh, my third player, I got Mister Todd Gurley. Um, there was a lot of concern that he was going to see a lot smaller share. I I was saying at the draft, I said on the podcast for the record, I said they can dial his touches back. They can dial back his snap percentage and he can't lose that much volume because he was playing so much and they did in the last three games. He has played 70% of the snaps, 64% of the snaps, 74% of the snaps. That's all good. Those are good. That's good snap percentage, man. You can still be a top five running back with that snap percentage. Here's the problem. 6.9 yards per carry. 3.9 yards per carry, 3.1 yards per carry, one touchdown on the season. And the real killer, he has four receptions on the season. This is a guy that caught 60 balls last year, and he has four. 
that is what is absolutely killing Todd Gurley as he went from 25 touches a game to 15 touches a game, and they took his receptions away. They took away his screen game. That was his bread and butter. That was his money in the bank, and they took it away. And I think the team's worse for it. I think Todd Gurley's worse for it. And until he starts getting some more of those receptions, I don't think you're going to see him rise that much. He only has six red zone carries on the year. He has four catches for a total of eight yards. And right now he's ranked RB 25. And I don't see, I don't think you're going to see him climb much higher than that. If they don't give him more red zone carries and they don't give him more pass attempts. Yeah, just what Gurley was, I was, I wasn't big on him this year. I just, I was very concerned, concerned with the injury, uh, with the, uh, the knee arthritis that he had going on last year. Mm-hmm. Um, just looking at what the team was doing, how, uh, you know, they matched the offer sheet for Malcolm Brown. I believe the Lions, I think it was the Lions tried to sign him. They matched the offer sheet. They traded yeah. up to draft Daryl Henderson in the third round, who really has, hasn't been a factor at all. But just from looking like in the off season, I was like, man, this must be serious if they're, they're you know, matching, you know, offer sheets for, for Brown and trading up for a running back. Yeah. So I kind of like, backed off of him a little bit. I mean, it got to the point where, like, in drafts, where, like, you, you got to take a shot on him. Yeah. But I, I don't even know if I saw this coming. Like, he, he, like you said, he's getting the snaps. He's get, he's on the field, and he's had, yeah. he's had games where he's looked pretty good. And it's just I think they're a little nervous. Like, I think maybe as the season goes on, they might kind of ease him into more touches. Maybe like, all right, he can handle it. You know, maybe we can give him a couple more touches. Maybe we give him a couple targets this week. I don't know if they're just being more passive at the start of the season because they don't want to. They don't want to lose. I mean, they got a lot of money invested in Gurley. Yeah, uh, he's a huge focal point of their offense. I mean, he he's. You could even argue he was the centerpiece at one point. He was the centerpiece of their offense. You could even argue. Um, but yeah, right now he's definitely not. I think their offense does look a little more stagnant without him. Oh, definitely. They have not looked good. Uh, Cleveland should, uh, if Cleveland had a half decent coach, they would have fucking won that game. I totally agree. Uh, but uh, thank God for thank they should thank uh, fucking kittens or whatever his name is. <laughs> but I would be concerned about Gurley definitely. Um, mm. But it's another player, you know what I mean? You can't you can't quit on him. Took him in the first round and. Uh, he's got a tough matchup this week coming up with uh, Tampa Bay. Yep. Um, Tampa Bay's actually got a really stout run defense, so I wouldn't expect – you can't expect them numbers to really climb more than they ha- than what he's already put up. Yep. Um, so th- those, are my, those are three guys I'm worried about. Um, who, do you ha- who do you have on your list? Um, yeah, so first guy on my list I got is uh, James Conner. There's a, another first round pick. I think every player we've touched on so far has been a first round pick. Yeah, it's been an odd year, man. Um, <laughs> yeah, I actually I got two players that specifically are on Nate's team, so I'm just going to jump to the other one after Connor. Yeah. Uh, Connor is currently position ranked uh, running back 25, uh, just outside RB2 range. I don't even know if it's more Connor or if it's just like the Steelers. As as a team, like 
You got Big Ben is done. Uh, elbow. They need. They he's trying to avoid elbow surgery, but he's gone. Yeah. Uh, Mason Rudolph comes in last week. I was like, yeah, how much worse can they be with them? And they looked fucking basically the same, if not worse. Um, and it, he just like in that New England game, like he got like game scripted out. Uh, the second the Steelers were falling behind, it was like all it was the Samuel show basically. Um, and I I just. A running back on a bad offense, which is what the Steelers – the Steelers are not a good offense. I don't know how you feel about them, but I don't think they're a good offense. No, I think it's tough to say they are um, right now. Running backs on good offenses is just usually not – they're not fantasy gold. Um, it, typically, you know what I mean? You want a running back on a good offense. Uh, I guess you can make a little exception for like Dalvin Cook because I don't think that offense is that good either. But he is the offense right now. He's all they got. Uh, not to get <laughs> sidetracked. I mean, Connor, ten points, thirteen points, seven points. That's not what you want from you. That's not Nate didn't draft him in the first round for for that. Um, he's actually like he's gotten a decent amount of uh, looks in the receiving game. He's got four catches for forty four, three mm-hmm. for twelve, four for fourteen. So I mean, at least he's had at least three catches so far in every game. That's that's at least positive to see. Um, but yeah, I would definitely be concerned about Connor. I'd be more concerned about Connor than I would about Juju. Just oh, yeah, from a definitely. game script, from a game script uh, viewpoint, like at least if the Steelers are down, like that's better for Juju. Um, it, 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 and Connor can still do something, but running backs get more of their, you know, have, have more of their juice when they're up. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, exactly like you said, um, I am more concerned about Connor than Juju because with Juju, you can look at his numbers and you say, well, he's getting 21% of the targets. Okay. Well, if you give him more targets, he should do better, right? That's a pretty easy fix. Connor's getting the work. He's getting the snaps. He's getting the carries. He's getting the targets and he's not doing his job well enough. There is no easy fix for that. Either he turns it around and starts playing better, not just the quarterback looks his way more. He needs to play better, and that's a lot harder fix. So, yeah, I'm much more concerned about Connor than I am Juju because at least with Juju, they can game script him into the game and make him more relevant. All right. Um, So my second player who – is actually not like he's actually got a he's not buried in the rankings. He's a wide receiver fifteen. But um this is more a team thing too. Uh it's Odell Beckham. Mm-hmm. Um you could even lump him and Baker Mayfield together if you really wanted to, but I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> uh I think we all know. We've heard enough about Baker. Yeah. I guess. Um and I mean, Odell, he actually, he hasn't had bad games. He had seven for 71, six for 161 and a touchdown. You can claim he got fucking half of them points on one play, which because he did. And then he had six for 56 against LA. It's not bad games. They're not, you know, they're not slate killing games for your team. They're not terrible. And, but like you said, if you draft guys that high, this isn't exactly what you're looking for. Yeah. <laughs> and... My main concern is just that, like, I don't, I don't know if I see that team getting better. 
so long as Kitchens is the coach. Yeah, they definitely I, they got to do some real work to turn this around. It ain't going to happen overnight, and it's yeah. not going to be easy. I mean, the play calling has been suspect. I mean, Baker's targeting him like a motherfucker. I mean, Landry's pretty much like forgotten about. Um, yeah, actually, I might be more concerned about him than fucking Odell. Now that I think about it, but Landry wasn't taken with that with that that high price like Odell yeah. was. Odell was an early second round pick, and. I don't know. I mean, Baker's just looked like ass uh, to go back to him. I just said I wouldn't, but he does not look good. He's got no time to throw. That O-line is fucking awful. They need to they need to run some quick plays, quick passes. No no four seconds in the, you know, four seconds in the pocket trying to make a play. He's got to have that ball out quick. I mean, two and a half seconds. Like Brady. That's, that's what like, kills me. Like every fucking ball, they're trying to throw it 40 yards down the field. Yeah, they got. So they got to. They got to. They got to snap the ball. Then he's gonna start running backwards. Then they got to roll out, and it, it's like Jesus Christ, just run a fucking play instead of trying to throw. Instead of trying to throw a hail mary every goddamn snap. Yeah, kill him. Kill him slowly. Fucking death by a thousand paper cuts. You know, get. The, don't always go for the big shot. You know, what I mean, if you go go for the high percentage seven eight yard pass. Yeah, Odell can take, and you see what happens. Odell on that slant play. He takes it 89 yards to the house. Like, that's that's on the table with him. Yeah. He's, and he's that talented. I mean, it was a little bit of a blown coverage on the defense, but, like, Odell's got that in him. Like, you can't expect it every week, but he he, he can do it. He's capable. He fucking just showed it two weeks yeah. ago. Yeah, I mean, that, that, that's another thing that worries me is I, I don't like these big play guys just for that reason. Um, You know, if you took that one play away from Odell Beckham Jr., He's probably a wide receiver three, four maybe. Yeah, he's probably he's not a wide receiver two because I mean, like I said, that one play, that one play was half his points. Yeah, like he's, I mean, if if we're if you take away that one play, we're talking about a guy that's averaging like thirteen points a week. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, I, I don't like that. I am concerned. You know, obviously, I've been I think I've been pretty clear about my concern for the Browns. Uh, I don't think anybody's wondering how I feel about them anymore. Yeah. Um, I don't like it. I don't like OBJ. I don't want a piece of that offense. The only one I think is safe is Chubb. And he's the only one that's consistently been putting in some work. Because he's the only one that Freddie Kitchens can't find a way to fuck up. You just hand him the ball and it'll be all right. <laughs> yeah. And um, all right. So we'll move on to my uh, last group. Uh, which is actually going to kind of be a duo, uh, even though there's one that I'm way more concerned about than the other, and I think it's pretty obvious. But it's going to be the the Vikings wide receiver duo of Thielen and Diggs. Um, I'll be pretty brief with Thielen. I'm not too concerned about him. Uh, I think he's definitely the guy you'd want to have over Diggs. I was dead wrong because if, if you asked me this in August, I would have said that it was the other way around. I think um, we actually said it on the first episode. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, as far as like Thielen, you're not going to see the Thielen of 2018 last year. You owned him. You know what? He, you know what he was giving you. Uh, oh, yeah. What does he have? Like eight straight games with 100 yards re- receiving. Oh, it was fucking, something. It was incredible. It was money. I I don't think that Thielen's coming back. Like I think Thielen's going to be a, a a 13 to 20 point guy every week. Not great. But it's not killing you. Yeah, I mean, yeah, 
he's not going to return that second round value that Steve drafted him at, but he's not going to kill him either. I don't think. Um, if you want to touch on Thielen real quick, then we'll jump to the other guy. I am not as concerned about Thielen because I think they're moving him back to the slot. They put that rookie that they wanted to be the slot receiver on IR. Um, you know, again, you know, I, I said this during the, uh, during the draft special. Um, I don't know why these teams like, oh my God, he's such a good wide receiver. Let's move him to the outside. Like, if he's good in the slot, fucking leave him there. Is it really that hard? Like, he had eight straight games with 100 yards. Is he just killing you because he's not lining up outside because he's not the deep threat? Like, so they draft this rookie. They make him the slot receiver. Thielen's numbers go way down, just like we thought they would. And now that kid's hurt. They move him back to the slot. Lo and behold, he has an awesome week, right? <laughs> It's like, yeah, uh, I, it's not exactly rocket science, you know. Uh, I just don't know why they're doing this, but now he's back in the slot, and it looks like he's back in the slot for good. So, I think you might start to see his numbers creeping up, uh, and you might start seeing more production if they throw the ball more, which I think they will. Yeah, and alluding to that if Thielen is going to take that role on like I think that's going to hurt Diggs even more it's just Diggs is yet to crack double digits scoring so far um he's he's you can't even fucking start him I wouldn't even start him but like Dickie has like it doesn't really have many options on his bench yeah I like dude wide receiver 73 right now is Diggs third round pick 73 dude Wide receiver, 73. He might be a worse bust than fucking, what's his name there? Uh, Kenyon Drake. <laughs> Looking at a third-round value. Kenyon Drake, so he's running back 42. <laughs> um, that has to turn around. It has to. Um, you know, now, I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I am very concerned about Diggs. Um. I don't think you're going to keep getting what you have been getting, but I don't think you're going to get what you got last year either. I think by the time it's said and done, I think his average is double digits. You know, uh, can he get up to like a 15 point average? Probably not. If I'm being honest, do you think that's no. out of the realm of possibility? What that he averages 15 a game? Yeah. No, I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna do what he's done every year. But like, I buy into the shit every every. This is him in a nutshell, right here. He he has very pedestrian games. He's gonna have a game on this slate. It's probably coming week five or week six because he's got the Giants then Philly. He's gonna have like nine catches for fucking one sixty and two. Uh, he's yeah. gonna win you your week single handedly, and then he's gonna disappear. And he's gonna throw up, you know, games. You know, three catches for thirty yards. Uh, you know, maybe four catches for fucking. 35 the next week and then I'll have another boom game and I'll have a couple of you know underperforming games and maybe maybe one more boom game maybe three in a season yeah and like you said like Diggs took he took Diggs when they switched OCs last year Diggs took over the slot role and Thielen went outside that's why they that's why they kind of flipped that's why Thielen kind of dropped yeah 
and they didn't. I mean, Diggs wasn't one hundred percent exclusive to the slot. Thielen did still get snaps out of the slot, but Thielen, uh Diggs took over like the majority. You know what I mean? He was like slot receiver A, and he actually started to kind of do better. And, and Thielen came down, but it, and that's what I liked about Diggs was like I thought that's where he was gonna play. I was like, I guess this. I thought this OC like Diggs in the slot and like Thielen outside, but yeah. surprise, it looks like it's gonna be the other way around. Diggs is the outside guy, and Thielen's going to the slot. Like I said, you know, you got these stupid coaches that come in and, oh, well, he's a really good wide receiver. We should move him to the outside. You know, just they did it with Thielen. Yeah. They did it with Diggs. They did it with Juju. It's Juju, like, yep. It's like just leave them where the fuck – leave them where they're productive, you know? Yeah, whatever. Uh, we're doing a bonus player. I think me and Brian both agree on this one. We're going to do Devante Freeman. Ooh. Ooh. Has not looked good. Not looked good. He kind of turned it on last week, but he still didn't do great. Like, he did better. At least, like, was somewhat productive. Um, I'm going to be fucking straight to the point. Edo Smith has a better yards per carry than Freeman. Uh, he may not look great, but he's looked better than Freeman. Um, I'd be really concerned about Freeman. Too, even though, like, yeah, he had 12 and a half last week. Uh, it's a, it's well, not that was great. His first different, that was his first decent yards per carry as well. You know, week one. Yeah. Uh, he put, he only played 50% of the snaps in week one. He had eight attempts for 19 yards, which is 2.4 yards per carry. Week two, he got an increased load, 62% of the snaps. 11 attempts, 22 yards, two yards per carry. That still blows. Last week, he played 90% of the snaps because Edo Smith got hurt. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he got, Edo Smith got about a concussion on like the first or second touch, yeah. his first or second attempt of the game. Yeah. So after Edo Smith goes down, he gets 90% of the snaps. He ends up with 16 attempts for 88 yards with a five and a half yard carry. He ends up with four targets, three catches for seven yards. So about two and a half yards per catch, which isn't terrible, but for a running back, it's kind of, blah. It's not off. Mm-hmm. It's not bad, you know. Um, he's another one. No touchdowns, not a single one. And uh, Atlanta's hung some points, dude. It's not like they have, uh, you know what I mean. It's not like they haven't been able to get in the end zone. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. Um, is, it, is it is it that the offensive line is that bad? Is it the offensive coordinator? I mean, what do you think it is? I don't know if they haven't quite just gelled together. Like I, I, I watched the I watched the Eagles Falcons game. Uh, Falcons were lucky to win that. Yeah, and and it, they just seem like it's kind of bizarre, but like they almost seem like a little out of sync. Um, but I'm Cutter was the OC there in the past, so it's not like Ryan with Ryan and and I believe yeah. Julio obviously and I Freeman I think was there too. So it's not like they're learning a whole new system. You know, I mean, it's a new it's a new system, but it's like something. It's a system they're familiar with. They've they've yeah. played in they've played in Cutter's uh, you know scheme before. So it's not like they're learning something completely fresh. But yeah, it just it, to me, like watching their team, like it just kind of looks like they're just not in sync. Uh, I didn't watch the game last week. Obviously, it wasn't on fucking TV. Yeah, but uh, you got to be concerned. About Freeman, uh, I I think he can definitely improve. Um, 
he's got to, I mean, especially if Edo Smith's going to miss some time with the concussion, at least a week or two, like you just said it, you know what I mean? He got, with no Edo Smith, he got all the work. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, I, I just, uh, I don't think I'm, I don't think I'm worried about Devonte Freeman. I think he'll turn it around. He's having a bad stretch here, but, um, we've seen him do it in the past. He's already starting to turn it around. You know, he had a, he had a good game last week. Um, if he can become a little more consistent, keep getting that work, um, he could definitely turn this around and be that be that top ten running back that people expected. Mm-hmm. He's kind of like Fournette right now to me, like <clears throat> just no touchdowns through three weeks. Like that just that kills you. That kills you. That kills you out. I mean, that kills your performance. Obviously, it kills your rating, your ranking. We don't we don't have time for you to get me started on Leonard Fournette. No, Fournette's <laughs> fine. He Volume is king. Volume I, is if king. If I were you, I would. I'm telling you, if I were you, I would fucking trade him. Nope. I, I would. I would trade him right now for anything. Nope. Why would I trade that guy? He's getting like six targets a game. Because next week he might not get a 69 yard run, and you'll end up with negative points. Yeah, Fournette's fine, dude. <laughs> Third highest snap. He's his his snap count's fine. He's getting all the way. He's got nobody behind him. Yeah, his snap count's fine. He just blows. Yeah, he sucks. He doesn't. He's not great, but he's just got to get in the end zone. If he gets in the end zone, he's 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 all right. He's an RB two. He's not an RB one. Which I got my RB one in Cook, so yeah, I can live with him. But all right, Eric, you got anything else you want to add to the week three recap? No, sir, I do not. Uh, I think, uh, yeah, I think we can wrap this up and. Yeah, uh, thanks again for listening, guys. Uh, like I said, if you guys got feedback, shoot it. Shoot it our way. Um, we'll do what we can to improve it, you know, answer questions, all that bullshit. Um, but, yeah, you guys uh, have a good night, and, uh, yeah, we'll be talking to you. Have a good night, guys. Good luck.